0: Here's Ross, myself Nikutji and I welcome you all in the 4th episode and the chapter number 1 of The Blessed Bim. So this is the part number 2 of the chapter number 1 and if you haven't listened to the part number 1, go first hear the part number 1. And I hope you all enjoyed. So without wasting any more time, let's just get started. Both the boys reached the temple as per shopkeepers advice and for sure decor was something to be noticed. The gate welcomed them with flowers, and even the feet were placed on the petals. There was no one as they went inside, but they saw a beautifully dressed Adi Shakti They both bowed to her, showing her respect. But suddenly Adarit's nose was hit by a sweet fragrance. He looked in the direction of the fragrance and saw the prasada there. Now his tiny-miny patience bridge just broke, and without saying anything he just flew to it. But before he could dig in, he stopped and thought something for a moment. He then took the cure and took out a spoonful of cure out of the pot, offering to his brother, saying, "Here." Arihant gave him a confused look, so he said. I drank that full glass of milk at the shopkeeper, but you, you didn't have your dinner last night, so I guess you should take the first one. Arihant accepted his offer smilingly, and as he took the first spoon, his eyes went wide and his mind went numb. He has never tasted such delicious food. Here, ever before in his life. Looking at his reaction, Adarit asked, How's this? Getting out of his trance, Arihant smiled and said, Such a delicious dish I have never tasted before in my life. I mean it ever. Listening to his reply, Adarit's eyes started to shimmer with the hunger as he asked, Really? Arjun nodded and smokingly said, Why not try it on your own? Being said that, he just couldn't control himself anymore as he dug into the pot and started to eat like there's no tomorrow, but not skipping the chances to feed his brother along with him. Soon they reached the end, and as they were about to take the last bite, they heard, Stop! Adirith's hand stopped abruptly, and he looked in the direction of voice. There stood an aged guy with a long braid along with a wide turban. His looks made him look like a high priest, and it confirmed when his disciple came from behind, and one of them said, ''What have you done? It is supposed to be for the king's first visit.'' Adirith asked, ''What's so special about this?'' And another disciple replied, This specially moon-charged cure was made for our king's first visit as to make him more emotionally stable and inclined to his kingdom as he has been staying away from so long. aryant frowned, but before he could say anything, high priest said, This act of ignorance should be punished farewell. Soldiers! He called, and there came four soldiers. And as he bowed to the high priest, he said, Capture these imposters and kill them! Both were shocked from this decision, but other blood started to boil. How dare they say something like that to my brother, or nevertheless their own king, he thought. But before anyone could say or do anything, everyone heard, Wait! The voice was so beautiful that it felt as if it is a melody to Arihan's ear. If the voice is so sweet, how would the owner be? He thought to himself. As the disciples started to move away, the voice figure became more clear. In complete white, along with a lily on one side of her head, came a girl more beautiful than the Devi herself. Her heels were braided along with the poles to her waist, where her golden waistland just showed her slim figure. The cool earrings along with her armlet and then the bangle just added shimmer to her velvet skin. Her eyes were holding authority as bold as her cudgel. Lips pink and the jingle of her anklets made Arihan just admire. The beauty of the world in front of his eyes. He was so mesmerized by her beauty that she just bowed down and confessed his feeling to her. But as she spoke, his attention went to the matter. Pranam Rishivar, both of them nodded to her, and she moved to the high priest, saying, Father, I have made the keer. Specially for our king's visit, and have charged it with the moon. Surely the keel was made for a high purpose, but I assume it was for these rishis. Then our king—he's a king, father. He's surrounded by so many people around him, who would make sure to take care of his diet. But as far as these rishis, I assume they were hungry. Otherwise, no such saint would eat anything without asking priest asked in a curious voice, What are you trying to say? She said, I simply mean the kheer they ate was meant for them rather than our king. Kheer was made to fill the eater with compassion and love, and indeed king has no such luck to have these. Feeding our king is our duty as Brahman, but feeding any poor is our responsibility as a human being. No religion is greater than a king or the religion of being a human." Priest thought for a moment and smiled, saying at his girl, "'You always make me proud, my girl,' she smiled and asked, "'So can we feed them properly?' As Priest nodded, he moved towards the Rishis and said, "'I am so sorry, Rishiva,' he bowed down and continued, "'As my daughter said, Feeding poor is our responsibility, and instead of welcoming you to the Mahapuja, I disrespected you. I am so sorry for that. Adarit smiled and nodded, but Arihant, he was lost in the beauty in front of him. So he remained silent. His priest again said, I would love to invite you to our Mahabhoj at the occasion of Basantaguman and Rishivar. Adirith nodded and elbowed his brother, bringing him back to the reality, and he nodded too, but again started to look at her. She said, Come along with me, Rishivar. I will feed you properly. They nodded and started to follow her. As they were going through the large halls, Adirith asked, Devi, do all the temples look same exactly like a palace?" She frowned, getting a bit confused as to why She don't know how a temple looks like. But then she thought, maybe they have been away from humanity for the start and never get a chance to visit any human or something like that. So she shrugged it off and said, No, Rishiva, this temple is made by our previous king. Only this temple is made with such an excellency. He was blessed with Devi Shakti himself, so he made the temple in order to show her respect." He noted and asked, ''What do you know about the royal family?'' She replied, ''I don't know much about them, but I have heard that our present king is one of the greatest warriors of the times. Uh, he's also uh, best at kala and strategies and they are the best made by him. I've also heard that uh, he have received the education directly from Guru Yajna. He have also had a younger brother. Um, that's all I have heard about the king. Getting a bit upset, Adirith asked. Haven't you heard about the prince, Adirith? Shishuka had not no and said, I actually didn't know anything about the royal family, but since they are coming today, I asked one of my friends, and she told me a bit about the king. And so that's all I know." Adirath replied with an oh face, but Arihant had something else going in his mind as he played the role and said in a fake low voice, which was clearly audible, He's a fool. But the girl didn't reply, so Arihant elbow uttered, gesturing him to say more, as he said. This, um, this king of yours, uh, he is very, he um, just went to think of something. But Arihant continued for him, he is very cruel. How can a king leave his kingdom forever? This kind of brutality with his very own kingdom? What a shameful act by a king. How can he live like that? He should rather d- Enough! Burst was the girl, as she said? Apology for my rudeness, Rishi Lord, but I request you to not res- disrespect our king anymore. He has been away for our kingdom for like twenty years now, but he was not enjoying the time either. He was fighting for us, for our people. He learned in the battlefield and stayed there so that we can stay happily here. He was just a child when he left the kingdom to the battlefield. His whole childhood was spent on the battlefield. This kind of act can only be done by a true king, and he is the best king our kingdom can ever get. This is my own point of view, and no one told me this. You are Rishis, bigger than me in any way, rather it be age or knowledge, but I would appreciate it if you would keep your views to yourself. I would apologize again if you find any rudeness. Both of them were just out of words and too shocked to say anything. They were left nothing to say. Arihant was completely impressed by girl's wisdom and the sense of patriotism and devotion towards his king also. Adarit said, Devi, we apologize if our words hurt you. We didn't mean to do that. She nodded, and smilingly said, please come with me so that I can serve you with the food. They nodded, and they went to the backyard of the temple which was also quite big. There she arranged special sitting arrangements for them and served them with her delicious food. The food was just too much delicious that even Arihant had to have an, a bit extra. After they were done, Aryant was really impressed by her. So he said, Devi, you really impressed me. I wanted to give you a boon. Ask for anything, literally ask for anything. She noted and said, I would take my boon, Rishiva, but only when the right time will come. Right now, I have nothing to ask for. He noted, completely understanding her, and Adirith said, We should get going now Devi, give us permission to leave. Her hearing that, she nodded to them, and with the bow, they pranam, and they went away. Just to join their army on the gate, and changing back in their normal clothes, as being the real kings, they entered the kingdom officially after twenty years okay so finally end the chapter number one thank you so much for sticking with me till this far and also if you enjoyed my chapter do comment down below and share it with your friends i'll see you in the next episode see you guys